Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Realcom Live. Uh, got a great show in store. Um, if I'm going to choose one word to describe today's conversation, it will be foundational. All right. So if you want to talk about smart, connected buildings, districts, cities, campuses, portfolios, you have to start somewhere, just like in a building, right? And if you're going to build a 30, 40 story building, the foundation better be well figured out, better be strong, better be deep, better be wide, better be engineered correctly to hold the weight of that building ahead of, on top of it. So what we're going to talk about today is, you know, where do you jump or how do you jump into the smart building conversation if it's something that's new to you, which it is probably new to about 90% of the commercial corporate real estate facilities world. Um, I mean, when you get into these complex capabilities of a smart building, only a small percentage of the industry still fully understands what they are. And it's evolving every day. But what is a smart building? Is it is it a wireless infrastructure? Yes. Is it access control? Yes. Is it lighting? Yes. Parking garages, bathrooms? Yes, yes, yes. It's a bunch of stuff. Okay. And it's been evolving for 25 years. And so uh, a while back, um, we decided to allow folks an opportunity to jump in at the very beginning. Uh, hence, the Intelligent Buildings Boot Camp, some places or a place where people can come and start from the very beginning and understand what it takes to develop a strategy, to implement a smart building strategy, both from a technology and from a business perspective. Couldn't have two better folks to talk about it today than Rob Merkinson, co-founder of Intelligent Buildings, and Andy Schoenenberg, uh, Schoenenberger, VP of Client Services, also from Intelligent Buildings. So let's bring these guys on and get this conversation started. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing good, Jim. How are you? I, I am good. Always good. Uh, shouldn't be this good, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, first of all, thank you for taking the time. I, I know what your schedules look like, um, but a, a very important topic. You know, and, you know, we have all been collectively, or at least Rob, you and I, probably 20 years uh, working on this topic, you know, kind of side by side, different organizations, but, you know, on the journey together. And it's come a long way, right? The technology is evolving at a pace I've never seen before, you know, especially during the pandemic, you know, things like AI and robotics and all these new things. When you thought it might have been sleeping, no, I mean, it's coming out of the chute fast and, and furious. Um, but the, my point is that the technology is changing pretty quick and sometimes it's overwhelming for people to jump in. So that's the conversation we're going to have today, which is the boot camp. But before we get to that, why don't you, we'll start with Rob, give a little background so people have context, you know, as to your experience and skills as it relates to this conversation. Sure. Well, I like, I like to joke around, Hey folks, Rob Merkison, co-founder intelligent buildings. And, uh, I like to joke around that, uh, me and my business partner, Tom, we're, we're not engineers. Um, that being said, I think that's, uh, part, part of why, what makes us a little bit unique and Andy introduces himself in a second. You'll see, we, we got a lot of smart people and engineers on, on our team. But, uh, I, I think what, what is important as we go through the, uh, this conversation today is that there's a thread of all this technology and Jim, you and I are talking about before on the prep for this, it's just it's gone from just a few choices to an overwhelming number of choices and you'll see it out on the on the floor at, at your show but you got to be able to match that to the outcomes that you're trying to achieve and uh i think uh, as we talk through this uh, if you're a newbie and we'll say this several times um iv boot camp is just a must but but andy why don't you introduce yourself and then we yep. jump into it 
Hi, everyone. I'm Andy, and I'm a recovering facility manager. Um, I am an engineer, as Rob <laughs> just stated. Um, I've played with a lot of the, to the toys and tools and, and had bright, shiny object syndrome and just wanted to play with the latest and greatest thing in, in buildings and in all over my career. So I've learned a lot of lessons about getting the basic principles right. Um, spent some time at Cisco playing with networks. I've uh, been at IB for six years now, really trying to help our clients learn those basic principles. And Jim, to your point, get that foundation in place before making the mistakes I made in previous efforts. Well, and, and and Rob, you know, you joke you're not an engineer, but as I mentioned in in, in the green room, um, I do remember 20 years ago you geeking out over the fact that you were driving Muzak music that used to play in the elevators and those speakers with analog disparate cables to a box, a Muzak box someplace in the building. You were determined to get it run over IP, which you eventually did, and that was 20 years ago, right? So. Maybe not an engineer, but certainly a geek, uh, which is important, right? I mean, and to your point, Andy, about the the um, the shiny new object, we're going to talk a little bit about that. I think that the era of shiny new object is over. I think FOMO is we're going to put a put a fork in fear of missing out. I think the struggles that our industry and tech is experiencing right now are going to result in a new paradigm of I got to do this because I got to do it. It's going to get more serious, more mature. The idea of just looking for the shiny new object. We all had that in our careers, but it, like you said, Rob, if this if there's not a business driver, this none of this stuff makes any sense. So let's um when we first conceived, Rob, and it's been a while, right? When of the boot camp, do you remember what our goals and objectives were? Yeah, I I, I would say it was pretty simple, right? We we wanted to provide provide a forum to teach folks who were either starting the journey or we're somewhere on the journey to either making a building or a portfolio of buildings smarter in a purposeful way. And right. so what, what we did um, as, a, as an organization sort of in teaming with you guys to give back is we, we took a lot of our, the content that we would use in our, in our workshops to educate um, our customers and, um, uh, we we um, incorporated into the boot camp in order to help uh, accelerate the journey for as many folks as we could. Uh, Andy, I mean, you weren't there in the beginning, but I mean, you know, from you know, looking back, does that still hold true today? Very much so. We we're trying. I, I've been doing the boot camp now for six years myself. So while I, I don't go back the full eleven, but I still been here the majority of the time. The the basic principle is the same. We're trying to provide an on ramp. To folks to get up to highway speed as quick as possible on this topic because the buzzwords are flying around like crazy depending on the prop tech you know topic du jour or or what people are, are saying based on great advertising from you know some of the folks that are providing point solutions um so we really want them to be able to get up to speed as quick as possible maybe bring new staff in who are trying to get up to speed on a program really rapidly help them get you know the basic principles the, the terminology uh, maybe sort out some of the buzzwords and fluff from the absolute bedrock basic principles, lay in some bricks and get some networks in place and those sorts of concepts. And then also talking about the challenges in the industry. So all of these things aren't changing. As you know, we all know our industry isn't the fastest to move. So a lot of these basic principles have held true for some time. So we want to get those folks up to speed as quick as possible. So you get the most out of all the rest of is offered by Realcom. And, and Rob, I think we, we concluded that we've been doing this 11 years. Right. Yep. Yep. The, right? Boot camp, the boot camp, the boot camp, sort of halfway yeah. through our the, the journey of our existence. But yes. 
Yeah, ours. Well, we're this is we're celebrating our 25th year, so the boot camp's been almost 50 percent of that time as well. And you know, some people could say, "Oh, you guys are stale." You know, you're doing the same thing over and over again. It's like, I, I think that it actually it gives credibility to the fact that we've been so consistent and we've maintained a position on what it takes to get people into this conversation. Now, has the content changed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, go ahead. I would definitely say that the, the content gets. Um refreshed every year. I just, just scream an example here, right? Um, three years ago, did anyone know what ESG was? Yes and no. Um, well, the, the, the mainstream did not. We've actually, we have actually had a sustainability forum come and go in the last 10, mm -hmm. 15 years. It, it, it peaked and, and, it, and it dropped. So a small percentage of people did, but the general public did not. No, they, they, they did it. And, and now we're, we're in a time uh, of flux with commercial real estate, um, commercial building for commercial building owners specifically, where that, that it's on everybody's radar, right? Yep. So yep. we have to be able to take the capabilities that smart building technology can provide and map it to... Uh, the outcomes that are needed to take place in a rising interest rate environment, which really uh, causes us to focus on what is going to have the biggest impact um, and where hard costs are, are a really, really big deal. So well, it, the, yeah. the content's maturing. Well, and, and I'll give another example. You know, how long have we been talking about a, a singular network in a building mm -hmm. to be the foundation of the smart building? But we have to deal with, uh, you know, building networks. We have to deal with, you know, five uh, or, you know, phone networks, Wi-Fi networks. I've spent the last four months every Friday or every other Friday an hour uh, talking about the complicated nature of in-building wireless right now. Right now, if you're a building owner, you got to put in three. Your CBRS, okay, your DAS, and your Wi-Fi, okay, as well as maybe a couple other little ones. The building owners don't want three, they want one, right? And we are on a convergence right now. So that topic, while it won't go deep, deep in the boot camp, you'll touch on it, right? And then, and then of course, we've got um, organ or, or you know, different events throughout the conference that will go deep into that topic, right? So if you hear a little bit about in building wireless networks in the boot camp, there'll be plenty for you to go to during the next, you know, the rest of the conference to. Yeah. Dig, dig, dig in a little deeper if you so choose to do so. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we're constantly working with you guys to refresh that, that form. So, um, all right. So let's talk about high level. What are some of the things, and Andy, we'll start with you. What are some of the things that you're going to learn? You know, some specific bullet points. What are the topics other than the ones that, you know, we just mentioned, uh, will you go over? Yeah, we, I mean, we've obviously, we're asking for quite a bit of time folks to sit down and, and go through quite a bit of content, you know, pretty rapid fire style. So we've kind of broken it down into three big categories. So first is the basics. It's about the networks. It's about availability of data. It's about security of these building systems. And it's about, you know, getting that data normalized and flowing. Those basic principles, they, they, they can get a little techy at points, but making sure that we've got those foundational attributes we, we cover. We want to make sure that we, we talk about the use cases and capabilities instead of point solutions and pieces of technology or a network protocol or things like that. So we get into using that over talking about systems and features right away. And, and in this first basic section, we get an alumni story. We get someone who we've brought along the journey over this last you know decade um, saying how this these foundational principles help them. So that's generally the first section. Then we get into some of the more 
you know, a topic du jour, you know, the, the technology, the, the big data, or maybe market scoring or something about carbon regulation. Or, Are you going to get into chat GBT for smart buildings? <laughs> yeah, listen, AI is topical. We, we want to make sure yep. we capture people's attention with what brought yep. them, you know, into the fold. Yep. Uh, while still grounding it in the basics, not going straight to advanced level details about the the, the natural language algorithms that ChatGPT is using. Let, let's not let's just let's make sure we get to basic principles. That's the common thread we're pulling here. Yep. And then and usually so after that, you know, kind of deep dive into the tech where you know we're we're modifying the content to make sure that we're we're hitting some of the, the things people are most interested in. Then we get into the back end of it, which is more of the people, the organizational, the change elements, the challenges. The most important, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and then give them give them a send off with a bit of the value proposition of how to go about navigating the trade show floor or selecting a stream to go and dig into, you know, in the rest of the conference or or the rest of the content we're able to help with in this whole industry. So we, we've tried to keep that theme and structure consistent. And then what we're doing is we're bringing in, you know, uh, leaders in industry. We're bringing in folks that can do a, a 15 minute deep dive like John Petsy on analytics has helped us so many times over the years and we wish him the best in, in his retirement now. So we're gonna have to find somebody else to fill that uh, we're slot. We're gonna pull him back. We're gonna- Yeah, him. maybe we'll bring him in. Yeah, <laughs> it's Vegas, that might be attractive, attractive <laughs> to him. Um, but yeah, that consistent structure I think is important because then we're not reinventing the wheel of how this works. We know this format works. So, so I've been talking to so many organizations that are finally realizing that they're woefully behind in, in fundamentally understanding how complex this is, but all the benefits that come. Is that boot camp suited for a property manager, facility manager, director of real estate, asset manager? Is it is it so technical that they'll get lost or, or do you discuss enough of the business principles uh, to make it interesting for somebody who might you know have to hire people to do this job of making an intelligent building? Yeah, our goal is to translate all this into plain English business language. Uh, now, in some of the topics, sure, we may get into a little bit of the cybersecurity elements. We may get a, into a little bit of technical content. But overall, this is an introduction. This is that on-ramp, right? So we don't want to throw someone into the you know the far left lane right off the bat and tell them to push the pedal down. We, we, we don't want to lose them. So, so it's a good well, balance of both is the intent. And, 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 and also, just to, so we we're, we folks understand the 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 nest, uh, the the net, if you will, that we that this we're casting, it's just not for commercial building owners that are that own buildings for profit. This is for commercial yep. building owners like institutions and healthcare users. Okay, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. So so it's it's a very um, if you own a commercial building and you're in this ecosystem and you want to start the journey or you're on the journey, this is where you get started. Well, and in, in, in this bootcamp, you have had major universities. You have, yes. you've had major fortune 25 corporations. You've had commercial owners. You've had hospitals. I mean, we, we run the gamut of people who find value in this. So just to be clear, an asset manager, West coast with a multi-billion dollar portfolio, maybe not as technical as you know, us value for them to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. We've, we've got awesome. examples, but I'll, Jim, of, you know, SVP is a global real estate coming to this session and finding a ton of value. We've yep. got examples of chief engineers from REITs who are trying to get their heads wrapped around how to scale some of these solutions and, and their team, you know, in a particular uh, campus participating. And should anybody feel apprehensive, embarrassed for asking really basic questions? Absolutely not. No. This is the place. Intent. This is this is the place yes. where you can put 
say, I've been running a real estate portfolio or buildings for my entire career, dabbled with technology. This is new to me. Okay to leave that at the door. Come in and ask any question you want. Absolutely. And, and Jim, we even have it come the other way with extremely technical people who struggle with simplifying the message to be able to add more value from their service come in the other way. So they might be a complete expert on in-building wireless and they struggle with the value proposition. How do I position this to a client? Because they are they are so deep in the technical weeds, they, they struggle struggle to pull back up to the 30,000 foot level. Yep. So, so Rob, before we take a break, can you drop some notable names, not individuals, but, but organizations that have come through your doors that, that ended up being pretty sophisticated in the intelligent building journey at a pretty quick pace. Can you throw a couple names at us? Uh, sure. Uh, Warner media, the general services administration, uh, uh, Epic properties, uh, the, uh, caught uh, Microsoft. Um, I mean, they're, 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 the, 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 a lot of the folks that started the journey, I mean, we've been doing this for 12 years. They, they, they got inspiration from this boot camp, and it, it's, it's not about us. It's about all the folks that uh, attend that connect with each other. Yep. It's the community that's formed. And, and that's another point I would like to make. I, I, you know, usually commercial corporate real estate is pretty competitive, but I have never seen such camaraderie, uh, people wanting and willing to help each other. And I don't care you're a Fortune 5 company, you come down and you admit that I don't know what I'm doing. People will just swarm around you and guide you on that journey and those relationships that last as people go through this journey. And th this journey is not easy. I'd say, you know, a lot of them started in the boot camp. You know? they, they, they did. And just one other thing to add, I just, this is not just about office. This is about retail. This is, a, this is about uh, yeah. life sciences, industrial. I mean, if stadiums. you're commercial, stadiums. stadiums. You've had stadiums right. in there. Yeah. Commercial yeah. buildings. Commercial buildings. I wouldn't say, well, well, commercial, sometimes people think just office. Let's just no. say the built environment. Anything with four walls, a ceiling, you know, with the exception of residential, we don't deal with houses, but uh, a multifamily. I mean, some of the topics that we deal with are absolutely appropriate uh, for a large residential multifamily complex. So very good point. Very good point. All right. Let's take a, a brief break. And when we come back, um, we're going to go a little bit more into the detail of, um, you know, how this benefits you for the rest of the conference and, and the real takeaways of the bootcamp. Be right back. All right. Um, so, guys, um, let's talk about um, the process a little bit. OK, so there's a couple uh, organizations that come to my mind, an oil company, uh, a media company that are very big, notable names with big buildings and big portfolios. Let's not mention their name just in case, you know, they didn't want us to go into too much detail. But a little, tell us a little bit about the process from the boot camp to doing an extraordinary either big building or big campus. Was it one year, two year, three years? How much organizational change was involved? I mean, what were the stumbling points? And think about some of the ones that moved a little quicker. And, and let's hone in on a case study on what it takes to go from zero to 100 miles an hour in the shortest amount of time. Rob, why don't we start with you? Think of, think yeah. of one of those big, pro, you know, those big companies we know. Well, it, it, I would say that the 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 journey. Let's say you're building a, a million square foot tower in Manhattan, just theoretically. Uh, it, it it starts early to get the biggest impact, but I also want to point out that no matter where you are, 
in, in your journey, if you have a building that is 10 years old, um, it is still applicable to learn what we're, we're, we're talking about. But the, the, the very first thing you, you want to get your head around, I would call the, the Lego blocks of, of a smart building uh, approach or strategy is what are the use cases for what that technology is going to do. Yep. And if you can have that conversation, not only does it clarify the outcome for all of the stakeholders, and by the way, HR is now a big time stakeholder in this conversation, and it, they, they're the third leg of a stool that used just to be one or two between uh, facilities and IT. I would argue there's five, there's five legs, uh, and we'll get into that in a second, yeah, that I'm this, yeah. I discovered recently. Yeah, yeah there, there are more and more legs to this stool because it is, as you said, the built environment and it, and it exists for a purpose. Otherwise, we'd all meet out in the woods you know, and get rained on. So, so the, 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 you start with the use cases and then those use cases allow you to drive in, a, in, in the right direction and understand some of the hurdles that are going to come and come along the way. Well, and, and over the last 90 days or so that I've been on the calls, kind of, you know, getting uh, an idea of what, what people are thinking is this topic of organizational alignment seems to be just jumping to the top. And it's and we've known that this has been an issue for IT, OT, facilities, HR now, um, in some cases, marketing, putting digital signage in the lobby, you know, doesn't talk to IT or facilities. You know, you want to put in a wireless network. Well, IT usually does that. But real estate's, you know, the, the, the one who benefits or not from that conversation. How much do you go into the organizational alignment component of an IB strategy? Jim, it's actually the first block of almost all of our strategy engagements, because if you don't have that alignment, you're going back into the traditional way of, of doing things, letting your engineers decide things when you're into a, a redesign or repositioning or what have you. And you're basically saying, let someone else make your decisions for you. So as you mentioned, there's more and more of these teams realizing in these real estate organizations and development teams and property management or asset management groups that technology is impacting their, their bottom line. Their, their performance metrics, the value of the properties, the risk they're willing to accept, their insurance premiums, they're, they're realizing technology is an enabler and they need to be more strategic about it. And they are not always well-versed in technology. So we need to, in that first step of our engagements, show them these basic principles, show them the market conditions, make, get, it, get them nodding and get them telling us what their particular problem in their particular organization is so that we can then frame up the capabilities that would make the most sense for them to, to dig into. Especially in light of what's going on right now with office vacancies, where they are at, devaluation yeah. of some assets. I mean, it's we are in for some troublesome time based on conversations I've been having. And and, it, and the other discussion we're not going to have time for, but is how do I pay for all this stuff when I'm trying to keep my tenants in place and pay my bills and pay my mortgage, right? Yeah. Um, but at, at the end of the day, we don't get out of this from a sustainability standpoint. We don't get out of this from an occupant experience standpoint. We don't get this out of this from a a building value proposition standpoint without technology and innovation. We don't. And so the faster those executives and those organizations can align from a business standpoint, I think it's going to happen much faster. Yeah. yeah. The, the technology is going into these buildings, whether you're, you know, you're strategic about it or not, you're still putting in control systems. You're still putting in meters. There's things you have to do to build a modern building. 
yep. the idea is to do this better. Uh, well, and, and, and a topic we haven't even touched on, and I hope you guys at least spend a few minutes on the bootcamp, is the electrification of buildings. I mean, we focus on cars, but, you know, we have a guy that will be at, at the conference that it was so proud when he said, I replaced my diesel generator in the basement with a big old battery, okay? And and, and OPS, his, whole, his building is low voltage, right? Which is another big topic of the industry, uh, of our yeah. conference this year. And you, you bring up a great topic, Jim, because... There, there's new buildings that are that are in design or going up now, um, and you wouldn't design a, a new building with a pneumatic system. Should you be designing a building with a fossil fuel burning boiler? No, no, not even. So, but, but 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 that just shows you how much work we have to do. Okay, because these conversations are still not mainstream, but they need to be. And hopefully things like we're doing and you're doing will help get that out there. Guys, we're going to run out of time, but I would get like to give you 30 seconds. You're on the 50th floor of one of those buildings, Rob, and you got, you got a senior level real estate facilities, even asset manager. You know, what do you tell them why they should come to this IB boot camp specifically, and then stay on board for the rest of real common IBCon? 30 seconds. What do you tell them? Well, I think it's sort of two-sided. First of all, we're not going to say it's easy because if it was easy, everybody would do it. Um, on the flip side, what you learn in this boot camp is the issues that, that you're potentially going to tackle and how to absorb that complexity. And that, 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 that is probably the biggest takeaway. Are you gonna Are you gonna touch upon the topic of making critical investments in an economically challenged world? Are you guys going to cover that? Are you going to deal with the current market conditions and how do you find budgets for this stuff in times of stress? Jim, we have to. It's the elephant in the room. They're getting squeezed on. You need to be able to report more. You need to drive down your cybersecurity risk. While at the same time, there's not as many tenants signing leases. There's not as much revenue coming in. There's more pressure. So they're getting squeezed on the cost side and on the revenue side. We have to address that. As, as well. I, it's so I it's so, I mean, and that's why we love you guys and why we hang is because you you business first, technology second. Yeah. So Andy, 15 seconds now. What would you tell somebody why they gotta come? Get in the elevator with Rob. You just did it right. <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> no, right. We, we're on the same page. This this industry right is down. fragmented and it's noisy. So you need to be able to absorb that complexity to use Rob's terminology yeah. there again. And, and that's I, part of our job here is to help you do that. Put a filter over it. And I want to go on record saying you're going to see very, very little fear of missing out. FOMO, not going to be here. And shiny objects are going to be put in their category as part of a strategy. So we push innovation, have for 20, almost 25 years now, but we're not going to isolate, you know, reasons to do this is because everybody else is doing it or because this thing looks cool. This is a business driven strategic approach to making your buildings better, period. So absolutely. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, I know you got a lot of work ahead of you the next few months to get this thing, but uh, you've been doing it for 11 years now. I have 100% confidence you're going to do a phenomenal job once again. So thank you for your time and energy uh, on this on this very important Intelligent Buildings Bootcamp. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for having uh, us, Jim. Have a great day. Great weekend. Be well. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. All right. With that, let's bring on our favorite news guy, Howard Berger. And uh, Howard's going to give us a little rundown on what is going on this week in the area of real estate technology, uh, innovation, and automation. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm good, Jim, and uh, great show. Thanks. Thank you. And uh, Rob, Andy, great conversation. Yeah, uh, those guys and, know what and, they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah, I got to also thank them to all their contributions for real common IB kind in the industry, and that's over and above the boot camp. I mean, the alums just from the boot camp. 
they've gone on to create some of the most significant smart building portfolios and district projects in the world in the world yeah i mean and that's where they you know got their feet wet uh so that's that's uh kudos all right well let me get out of your way get to the news and i'll be back in a few so just a couple of stories from our weekly news briefing. Uh, our, our, it goes out every Thursday morning. And if you don't see it in your inbox, just go to realcom.com and click on news. and You can subscribe there. So today's lead story, it's our Realcom Digi Awards celebrating 25 years of real estate technologies innovators. So the Digi Awards were born back in 1999 when there were only a few companies in our industry focused on technology. And we started giving awards in four basic categories. One, real estate companies for how they promoted innovation in their own operations. Number two, smart building projects, three emerging technology projects and products, sorry. And finally to people, to the special individuals who devoted their careers to real estate technology and, you know, and, and really pushed the envelope for industry change. And we, uh, we, we give our Julie Divine Digital Impact Reward. Originally, it was the Digital Impact Reward, but we renamed it in honor of Julie, one of our Realcom partners, one unexpectedly passed away in 2016. Um, then in 2018, we our 20th anniversary, we added the Lifetime Achievement, which we presented at 20 of the industry's most impactful leaders for their 20 plus years of dedicated service in the industry. And we added that list every year. And in this article, we offer a unique retrospective of all the winners in each category from the past 25 years. So whether you're new to the industry or a veteran, I think you'll enjoy the read. Um, so this week, we're highlighting one of our smart building best practice showcase projects. It's called River South, possibly the smartest building in Texas with a menu of digital amenities you just won't find in any other building. So it's developed by Quadreal and Streamreel as end-to-end connectivity, integrated data-driven operating platform, digital customer and workplace apps. But some unique attributes are the converged passive optical building network, a full building DAS, single plane of glass operating system, individually metered tenant space you just don't hear that robust tenant experience app with integrations into amenities building systems real-time data streams and there's more those services can extend into the workplace offering a full suite iot device and management tools to bridge the gap between landlord and tenant river south iconic project check it out next uh an article point counterpoint should garages be the gas station should parking garages be the future gas stations for electric vehicles? So battery-powered EVs uh, were only 1.5% of the U.S. market in 2020, but the number of new EV registrations more than doubled in the first year, the first half of 2021, an increase of like 118% in six months. But could this disruption actually turn out to be new revenue streams for parking lots? As it turns out, there could be an opportunity for your parking facilities to actually establish themselves as the go-to spot for EV charging instead of gas stations, depending on location. So, of course, it's helpful. If your parking facilities are adjacent to commerce, uh, you know, clusters of activity where customers can grab a coffee or do some shopping for the 20 minutes or so it takes to grab a quick charge, good read and some food for thought. Uh, finally, uh, more AI chatbot use cases. And here's another one for you. So commercial real estate is really waking up to the fact that AI and chat GPT reporting abilities can provide business value. Data, in one example, data analysis is critical to business, but the actual data crunching processes can be, you know, crazy out of reach to most small businesses like restaurants. So small and medium-sized restaurants, not the large chains, usually rely on gut instincts and experience rather than data. And that works a lot of the time, but sometimes it's limited 
and there can be numerous missed opportunities for improvement. So uh, they're finding that pairing chat, uh, Microsoft's flagship tool, tool, ChatGPT, with something called ClearCog's predictive forecasting is helping solve that problem. With just a simple text-based query, uh, restaurant operators can get real-time answers to things like, what's my top selling item this week? I only have 20 pounds of chicken in inventory. What's the chance I'm going to run out today? And every day, new applications are being exposed for these AI chat bucks. So this is a, this is a great space, and we'll keep reporting on this. Um, so, that I mean, that was it for me. Um, have a great weekend. And back to you, Jim. All right. So, Howard, um, just an incredible update on the news, as always. And um, the one that, that caught my eye was um, was that uh, the chat GBT, and there's a lot of hype out there now on it, but there's actually some reality. We're going to spend the next 90 days just grinding through, you know, all the noise and find out those relevant, legitimate case studies as it relates to, and not just chat GBT, but AI in general. We, we introduced that, what, five, six years ago? And, and we're finally seeing some real life applications coming out that's going to get every real day. interesting. It's yeah, going to get yeah, real interesting. Day, real, and, uh, real yeah, quick. They're, they're figuring out how to apply it to really make a difference. Yeah. Big topic, big topic at the conference. So thank you for, for your great insight as always. And you have a great weekend. Thanks. All right. Before we get uh, to next week's um, really exciting conversation for a number of reasons, let's hear from our final sponsor and I will be right back uh, in a little bit. And, um, We'll wrap this and tell you a little bit about next week. All right. As always, big thank yous, speakers, uh, Rob and Andy, uh, really seasoned professionals, been around the block, know what they're talking about, never rest on their uh, on their laurels and, and really just keep pushing the envelope, but, but put it in such a way that the beginner can understand it. So thank you to those guys, not for just today's episode, but for the work you're going to do for the boot camp coming up at the conference. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, and as always, thank you to the RealCom team behind the scenes for putting together this episode. So next week, uh, near and dear to my heart, um, probably 15 years ago, we recognized that there was going to be an issue someday, today, that because of the dwindling math and science scores in the United States, that we are going to run out of smart people. That, in addition to a big number of folks leaving the workforce uh, for whatever reason, uh, we now find ourselves in an interesting place of needing to get more skilled individuals into these buildings to run these more sophisticated uh, systems. And so where do you get those people? I mean, if, if they're not, we're not getting these graduates out of college that under have the skills or the desire to be in here. Um, so we started raising money for math and science. We had poker tournaments way back when. I think our best year was uh, $100,000. We handed a check to Jim Whalen, and we were in Boston that year, and he gave it to his math and science charity in the city. Um, trying to just encourage and make people aware how critical that was. Well, I can't say we did too good of a job over the last 15 years in our educational system. Our math and science skills are still dropping. And if, it's, if it doesn't get fixed, it's going to cause a big problem. I would suspect it already has. But I've, we, we, next week, we have got two guys that are going to just give you faith uh, in hard work and smart ideas. Uh, John Spooner and Mike Conway, both uh, of an organization called Stack and Jewels, are going to tell you how they're going into challenged neighborhoods, economically challenged neighborhoods, finding kids with, with desire, no skills, no high education, but with some, some desire. And they're putting them in front of a smart building, building automation uh, program. And the results are just going to make you cry. These guys are doing such great work. And I think we may even have one of their students on to tell a little bit about the journey. So whenever there's a problem, there's always an opportunity. And it takes guys like this. Uh, God bless them. They are doing such great work. And I can't wait to have that conversation with them next week.
So with that, everybody have a great day, great weekend, be well, and we will see you next Friday. Take care.